0: You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than
1: ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day.
0: Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Father, thank you
1: for today. Thank you for who you are in our lives. Um, thank you, Lord, for everyone listening. Lord, we just thank you for another another day to be able to record and uh, give honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, we've been hyping this for a while, I guess, but we we, as listeners know, we went and spoke at a men's conference. Yep. In Alabama a few weeks back and we've been wanting to use it as an episode on a podcast and so we finally got the audio we're ready to uh, to use that so that's that's what you're about to hear and then Ian and I are yeah. are, are going to process this after and and so we want to we want you all to hear this and and hear the message and then uh, stay tuned because we want to follow it up and, right. and really dig into this deeper and get, because I want your perspective on a couple things. And, yep. and then, um, um, you know, just kind of let you guys in on the inside track of what we really experienced. Because it was just, it was an unbelievable experience. I've personally never been part of uh, a leadership role in something like this. Yeah, me neither. I, I've seen some things like this, but a yeah. part of a very, um, you know, heavy Encounter with with God. I've been in those types of rooms, but I've never, I've Let never it. been on stage. Yeah. So have a listen and make sure you stay tuned and come back. You know, how many of you grew up going to church camp? Lots of hands, my hand included. You know, I think when I when I come to events like this, I think back to my times at church camp, right? Where you come in, there's a just uh, uh, an ingestion of spiritual flow coming in right? We leave out motivated, but then we get back into it. At least I did. Maybe I'll speak for myself. I'd get back into it, see my old friends, slowly start getting back into my old habits and just kind of forget everything that I learned at church camp and and forget about that encounter that I had. And we've talked a lot about, or the the speakers before us have talked a lot about action. And that's, that's where we really want to focus this conversation today is around the action behind what do we do now? How do we continue to create this environment and an atmosphere in our homes? Because I can tell you from personal experience that I didn't think it was achievable, but I promise you it is. I promise you there is freedom and there is a peace, a supernatural peace available to you if you will just follow the steps, do what you know you need to be doing. And that's what we want to try to encourage you we are not pastors. We are not affiliated with any church. We are. We now have a podcast. I guess that's the only thing we can sell. But
1: yeah, there's a, there's a QR code. It's not even for sale. Yeah, yeah so, we, yeah. so
0: just scan it. You'll just, see it. It'll take you right to it. You know, I guess you can follow us on Instagram, Wes, wherever you are.
1: I got on Instagram. There's a link Friday. tree
0: in there. Shameless plug. But. We've got nothing to sell. So we, we, are, we, are, we are business owners. We started this podcast, the Kingdom Flow podcast, with an intentional spin to, to focus on business owners. But it's really evolved uh, beyond that and, and just has a much deeper meaning to grasp all aspects of life. You don't have to be a businessman or a businesswoman. This, this is for anybody. When we talk about Kingdom Flow, we truly talk about it available for anything. And I, the, the definition of flow is meaningful to us And that is the act of moving along in a steady, continuous stream. And when you put kingdom in front of that, to me, that's the goal. How do we continue to stay in the flow, the kingdom flow, allow the Holy Spirit to truly use us so that we can impart the wisdom that we've learned? And we just have to be one step ahead, right? All of us are on this journey together, and we are no different than you. And that's kind of the message here. Right. We we are just uh, the last couple years I've just come as a consumer. But we are called much more than that. Beyond that. Okay. So that's the that's the the gist behind the Kingdom Flow podcast. Go ahead. You've got you maybe you're getting it, son, already.
1: So just so y'all know, we are live on a podcast right now. So if I can get a hoo hoo or something to all the listeners that are listening. So, this could be like a cool world record or something for a live podcast, but um, so we are recording for that. I do want to introduce, um, just so y'all can get to know us a little bit more, my, my family and Kyle's family. Um, I think we had a couple of pictures of it. So yeah, that is, that is my crew right there, like the ones that look like me, not, you know, the, that is my wife, my beautiful bride of almost 12 years, and Michaela. Um, My son, who is seven, Caleb, and then Luke, who is two, and my beautiful princess, who is five, just turned five. She's the one that keeps me up at night. Um, And then I will be, this is like one of the first public announcements of it, if you got the next picture. Daddy's still got it, boys. (laughs) Baby number four. Mama couldn't keep her hands off me. And uh, I don't know what we're thinking, so I'm going to be coming back to this summit for a long time because i got four of these suckers now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a little bit, too, just, just to introduce. Um, again, my name is Ian, and um, I, I, we, we are business owners. Um, I have uh, multiple franchises in, in Katy, Texas, um, or the Texas area, actually. And uh, like Kyle said, we're... we're um, we just want to give you guys some practical tips and points on how to live this life every single day intentionally um we are not uh as I like sometimes i like to call them paid christians we're not we're not pastors we're not anything like that we're, we're just like every one of you and we just do this um with intention and so um
0: yeah just get rolling yeah so so what has actually happened organically through the podcast is we've established these kingdom pillars these yeah. these pillars that we um a lot of has been been learned through just being a part of um all the things that Ivy has produced but um essentially there's order there's identity and then there's pursuit and and we want to focus today on the pursuit but you want to share a couple things on the order and identity piece
1: yeah, you know, not to, because we only have 30 minutes, but, you know, we have to have, um, those three are the pillars that we live by. And um, we've, we've got to have some things in order. You know, we've got to, like, like Wes talked about, we've got, to have, we've got to get in our word, we've got to have in prayer. Um, and then we got to know whose we are in, in, in our identity. Um, it, is, it is so important uh, when we when we begin to understand, really, that we are a son, that we have been grafted in, um, things, this church, the church world that we live in, the the, the, the Christianese that we always known, it becomes alive and becomes real, and so um, it is. It is really cool once you begin to 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 get order and get identity um, under control and and, and and focused in your life, and then you begin to add on pursuit. Um, cool things really begin to happen in your life. Sorry,
0: I can't, I can't see it anymore. Oh, that's cool, man. So uh, talking about pursuit, right? This is, this is the action. This is the action behind it. This is, this is the things that we're going to focus on are, are why we pursue this yeah. lifestyle and how we do it. Okay. And, and frankly, it's, it's going to be things that you've already heard before, but we're going to talk about it from our lens, how it's helped us. But, um, Everybody has heard of a decathlon? Y'all know what a decathlon is? Okay, yeah. If you don't, it's a track and field event. There's essentially 10 events that make up this one long event, right? And so one athlete goes out and competes in each one of these events, and they, they collect a score by whatever place they get. And so if that's first through however many people are competing, there's a point system. And at the end of the, the last event, Whoever has the most points wins, and they get the gold medal. And these guys are like physical specimen too. Like these aren't like your shot put throwers or your, you know, your discus guys. That's not what they look like. They look like physical specimen. Similar to this, we actually brought a video. Similar to this, this uh, if you look at this video here in just a second, this guy right here. Play that back one more time, that's really quick. You can't see All the right, video. So, so we did get the reaction that backfired. <laughs> it was way funnier in our end. minds. That was Ian. That, so that was, that was real life. Yeah.
1: I wanted my it's wife to film me do a 40 because I for thought I was fast. Okay.
0: It's funny. Maybe that was one of those things. And it was, it
1: was clocked at like 5.6 seconds. So that was so.
0: real. That was even before I met him. So that was a four-second video. But if you notice, he, he was already running. Yeah. And it was a 40-yard dash. So he was, there was a couple seconds that were shaved off that.
1: So a decathlon but, athlete does not look like me, basically. Was, I don't do that. That was a joke.
0: Yes. But using the decathlon analogy, there's a guy named Damian Warner who actually won the gold medal in Tokyo, um, you know, last Olympics. And he only won first place in three events. All the other events, he placed just good enough to be able to maintain that point system, to at the end, he was able to win the gold medal. And for me, that's kind of how I look at pursuit. How do we pursue all things in in, in the intentional living? We're not gonna be the best in every aspect of our life, but we want to strive for that. We want to to work to achieve and, and get some of these things in life where we can say and be proud of our partnership and w- that we are truly living in the will of God, and that's what it takes. It takes a partnership, right? And so for me, this really shifted for me when I understood that part. In fact, Ivy shared the verse last night, but we got caught up a lot. I saw it posted everywhere. It seemed like everybody had a meme talking about Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, especially when COVID happened, right? Don't, don't be conformed. But what they forget is the first verse of that. And when I understood this, becoming a living sacrifice is what Paul calls us to be. And how we live that out is critical to understanding our true identity as well. But more than that, I was studying Joshua in the Old Testament earlier this year, or uh, a few years ago. And um, I just felt the Holy Spirit bring this connection to me. Truly understanding that my body is a temple, not so much from a physical standpoint, but from a standpoint of how sacred it was in the Old Testament to God, where these people would go into the temple and experience God and be with their father and and have a conversation with him. But now through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are that temple. And it wasn't until I truly took that seriously in all aspects of my life. And this isn't a physical. A lot of people like to use this for the physical side of it, but it's everything. It's it's the mindset. It's your soul. And it's critical to our overall health and well-being and how we understand it, how we truly live that out. So I can tell you and say, you saw my family as well. My family does truly motivate me. But more than that, what motivates me to live this life is playing for the audience of one and truly treating my body as a temple, setting up boundaries so that I, I, I'm not tempted because I am human and I am broken. We are all broken. So I need boundaries and I need structure in my life so that I can continue to be in flow and be in this spiritual flow and truly be used by the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, it is um, pursuit for me and the reason we're asking the question. What was the question? Why, why is this why? important to yeah? It is um, when I look. How many of us have kids? So the majority of us have have, have children. Um, when I look at my babies, and um, and when I when I think about what God has in store for them. Um, that is, that is why I do this every day. You know, Kyle said it yesterday, um, Browning, it, and, and it, it, it really is the truth. We talked about this on the podcast before. This life is not, living this way is not easy. It really isn't. It takes um, extreme intentionality. It takes extreme dedication. It takes extreme accountability. You know, I love, I love, just on accountability we talk about um we don't as men a lot of times we don't like people getting in our business right it makes us a little uncomfortable and, and one of my favorite scriptures in this is matthew matthew 7 when we we've all heard the the plank in your own eye right like don't judge me you know look at the plank in your own eye and what kyle and i have done over the last two years but we forget this last part of the verse which is the best part to me it says first remove your plank then you can see clearly. And then you can go help your brother remove the plank from his. Right? We always sit as men a lot of times on the verse that says, you hypocrite, right? Remove, hey, first you stop drinking and then and then you tell me what to do, right? Um, and so that to me is it's accountability. It's 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 it is we over the last two years, again, like we, we say it, we're no different than anyone else in this room, but we do live intentionally. To where we have intentionally pulled the plank out of our eyes for the last two years and so now what we're trying to do for men is is help pull the planks out of their eyes too and it's not a hypocritical or uh i'm not a hypocritical but a, a sadducee or pharisee kind of thing it's it's for the first time in our lives for a long time we see clearly and it's like this is what god is doing this is how god is moving and it is that is why we or I and we pursue like this every single day. Um, pursuit is intentional, like I said, and I mean we are. I mean it. It's not easy, and so it is a road very, very few travel. But when you actually engage it, and you actually begin to um, walk in it daily, and it's not just a, it's not an idea, it's not a feeling, it's not a thought but it, is, it becomes a lifestyle. The way God begins to move in your life as an individual and your family's life is truly unbelievable. And I say that from firsthand. I I, I don't want to get ton in my story, but I, I was in the oil field for a long time, and I loved the Lord. I, I did. I was, I was, we call it sometimes khaki-wearing Christians, right? I, I I went to church and I and I sang the songs and I did all that and but whenever whenever this when actually whenever he introduced me to him and whenever it it became real um, and and my eyes were open to it all the blessings and all the things that we all the promises that we hear in the word or see in the word they all of a sudden become tangible like you can reach up and get them and it's like dude, it's happening. Like all the things that we want, our families, our businesses, our our jobs, our careers, right? Whenever we really begin to to pursue this lifestyle and what we like to call the kingdom flow, when we pursue this all in, um, everything that he's promised and then some begins to come out and come alive. And we are truly living testimonies to that um, on
0: how, on how God does that in our lives. That's good. Yeah. One of the things that I had to overcome was the fact that I was raised in the church, you know, grew up Southern Baptist. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, and it was a different service, Sunday night sermon, uh, Wednesday nights. But, um, but I'm also very grateful for that upbringing because one of the things that was modeled to me, was extreme faithfulness by my parents. They, there is a true authenticity that they passed to me that uh, that I still look up to in, in both of my parents. And now they're, through <laughs> just the last couple of weeks, now they're influencing one of my best friends yeah. in just the their approach and, and the way that they think about it. But because of that too, growing up in that environment, you start to think that the Bible is just a book of rules. Maybe, maybe it's just, I'll say that, maybe it's just me. Think about well, if I don't do this, then I'm going to hell. And we know that that's not true, but this is the way that I process that information. But I'm also very grateful for that perspective to an extent because now I understand, even though my philosophy has changed about it in certain capacities and I've, I've, I've grown more, even at a deeper theological level, even though I'm not a pastor, But I'm grateful for that because there are keys to success, however you define that, within the scripture. That's right, And that is a big part of why I want to continue to study it. So the how, you can go back and play back Wes's message, but the how for me is I started studying the word Mm. and not just reading it. I started studying it like a textbook so that I can get all the, so I can understand the character and the nature of God and so I can discern when he's speaking to me versus when my own thoughts are coming through. And it's hard every day, I still struggle with it, right? We all do. But I can tell you when, when I'm truly in a good routine in a good rhythm, not routine, more so rhythm with this, it's flowing and there's, there's, there's no guessing. I know my father's voice and I'm so grateful that I took this upon myself as a challenge to become uh, just more knowledgeable of the word from historical context. And I'm not saying you have to be some theologian because I'm not, I'm a real estate developer. So I don't, you know, and I hire people to read contracts for me. So, you know, this is, this is the way that I approach my business, but I knew I needed to figure this out because it's that critical to my legacy and what I want from my family and also what I want from my life because when I experienced this supernatural peace, I got a glimpse of it when I came here three years ago, what that could really look like when I walked into the room and just this wind just came over me and I knew there was a shift in the atmosphere as soon as I walked in, not because of me, but because of the presence of the Holy Spirit that was already here, because it was cultivated intentionally. And that's what we have to do in our homes. And that's what I started doing when I had that model for me. playing worship music, guys. Like, that's okay. Like, we don't, just have it on in the background. Create the atmosphere behind you. I can tell you that when an angry customer calls or, you know, uh, property manager or whatever, they got an issue and I've got that on, it is noticeably different in my approach and how I handle that than, you know, when I just get off the phone and and I'm back to back to back to back and I'm just so busy, right? We're all so busy. So how do we slow down, how we create margin? How do we cultivate that environment?
1: One of the, the pursuits, the way I pursue, and the, one of the ways that um, that I think, again, pursuit is active, right? And we're, we're talking about, out of the three pillars, pursuit, and, and it's active, and one of those is, we have to have accountability, men. Like, we really, really do. We have to have someone, I, and then depending on the level that you get to, when as God, you know, sometimes you have to begin to pay for accountability, right? I pay for accountability. I have someone that speaks into my life and and knows all the the good, the bad, and the in-between. And so one way that I actively pursue pursue God, pursue pursue right relationships with my family is through accountability. People know my junk. People know my struggles. People walk with me. I mean, one of my best friends walks with me. Another one of my best friends right there sitting on the, the big, Monster man right back over there he, he's actually our security guard yeah he's our security, so don't get too he close because like he will take you out'll get you um, i i I had the honor and privilege of leading him to the Lord on his couch, but he knows he knows everything about me right he he knows he 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 um he knows right he knows, and so um if you don't get, find someone, find someone. I don't know if this is a plug for a warrior, but get, I, I've, known, I've met a few warrior guys now, and it's incredible the accountability that comes along with it because we can't do this by ourselves. Right. Kingdom flow is never, never about individual. This is why we do this together, right? Mm-hmm. It's because it, 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 two is better than one. It, it really is. Yeah. And, and, and when you have three, it's not, it's not easily broken. And so I would really highly encourage um, as you begin to pursue this kingdom flow that you would find an accountability partner, let them, let them in all in. And, and once you begin to let them in all in, um, you'll begin to see the freedom that's attached to it. Yeah.
0: You know, one of the things, we have this saying in the real estate development world where you have to go slow to go fast. And I look at that at every, every aspect of my life. I didn't have like some massive encounter that was just like crazy. You know, Steve Weatherford, I think about his story all the time. If you've ever heard his story, how he had this moment and this decision and everything else, a lot of people don't have that. Uh, but a lot of people do. But for me, it was this slow progression of making these small decisions. And I look back, you know, five, six years from now, all these decisions that I made that they stacked up and how much growth that I've seen. Like that's why we do so much work on the front end on the development process, why we get an architect involved, why we get a contractor involved in the pre-construction phase so they can look for our blind spots. And by the time that we're ready to go vertical or start pushing dirt, it moves so fast. We have, from, from start to finish, most of our projects are done in 18 months, 24 maybe depending on the size of the project. And these are big these are these are big projects, guys. Like this it's a lot. But the only way we could do that is because we planned. We established a regular routine around how we get together, how we talk through certain situations. And so that's the the other point that I wanna come back to. The only way that I was able to have these moments and create this margin in my life was because I committed to establishing a routine, establishing a structure where I carved out so much where I was getting up in the four o'clock hour just to get up earlier than one of my youngest youngest boy because he was getting up at 4.45 for some ungodly reason. (laughs) So I had to get up before he did so that I could be ready to receive him when he'd walk down the stairs crying for no reason just because he wanted his breakfast bar. I had to be ready for that. I needed a cup of coffee. I needed to be in my word. But the only way I'd, I'd, I was able to do that, and it was easier some days, but more so than the other, was because I was committed. Yeah. What are you committed to? Yeah. I ask myself this almost every day. What am I committed to, and why am I doing this? And if you can't answer those questions for yourself, then you're just going to go back home, you're going to leave here, and you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on the peace and the freedom that God has for you.
1: Yeah, my my question, my question to you men tonight or today, and really this weekend, um is it's what, what is holding you back from your pursuit. What we've talked about a a lot of this, and I loved what Kyle said too yesterday. How when God echoes things that are similar, he's trying to get a point across. He'll say he'll he'll say it a lot of different ways, but um What is holding you back from that pursuit? What excuse is is making you say, I'm not going to go all in? And I just want to share a story if it's okay. Go ahead. Um, Kind of, and if I get emotional, I apologize. Um, Yesterday, um, I was getting ready for the the event and um, and I, I passed an individual, and, and um, can I? Can Kyle Scarborough stand up, please? I'm going to stand up because I want to honor you. Um, I don't know you from Adam, brother, but the Holy Spirit told me to go talk to you yesterday, and I want to tell you something. Um, Um, The Holy Spirit told me to go talk to you because he wanted you to challenge them in this room. Um, You, I went upstairs and cried like a baby for about 30 minutes in front of him yesterday. You, um, through the Holy Spirit, challenged me like never before. You have every reason, every potential reason as an excuse to not pursue him, to not pursue God. For those that don't know, Kyle's blind. Every reason not to, but I saw you in the lobby with a smile on your face, pursuing him, passionate about him. And when I met you, and there was a smile on your face, and the joy of the Lord truly began to come forth through you, bro, it impacted me like not many things have impacted me. So I want to challenge every man in the room. He has an excuse, and he says, I'm not giving it." to it. Come on. I'm not going to use that to hold me back from what God has in store for me. And I wanna let you know something too. God has an incredible plan for your life and you will touch people that not many people can touch and that you will begin to see new fruit come from your life in a way that you have not seen it come through. And in fact, there is prayers that you have begun to pray, you and your wife, that you will come see into fruition, says the Lord, and that there will be a new awakening that happens in you and you will begin to move in a new direction and a new path, and that um, ideas and plans that you have been praying for will come to pass. And God's hand is on your life. And it's almost like when you begin, when, when, when there's a, 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 a fresh water meets a salt water, the, the, the fresh water will begin to, to encompass the salt water and it'll become alive again. There is a joy on your life that is evident to a lot of people. And I wanna encourage anyone in here to pursue God, to push forward, to pursue Him. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. There's no excuse. Hey man, I gotta give you a hug. Yeah, buddy. Love you, brother.
0: this is this is real life for us it really is this is kingdom power. like this is truly like we have so many stories together where things like this take place and that's only because we we wake up every day and we try to live freely we try to die to ourselves. We're talking about killing things and we need partners, not just partners, excuse me, brothers. We need brothers, we need other men, we need other people to stand up and receive this gift. This is available for everyone. It matters for you to understand this. It matters for all of us to understand this. When you start establishing these routines, when you start getting into your word, I can promise you through my own experience that it's gonna become easier because you're becoming somebody that you weren't. You're becoming a person that is committed to this so much where you enjoy, you crave it. You crave it like a sweet. And when when you don't prioritize it, you miss out. It's like you're fiending for it. And I cannot go throughout my day without it. And if I do, I'm more irritable. I'm shorter with my kids. I may be condescending to my wife because that's inside of me. But I wake up every day and I try to shoot it by committing my morning, my routines, and everything to just getting on my knees. And that's how I start my day. And that is real life so we wanted to transition and we want to give everybody another opportunity there's there's multiple opportunities guys but this is did you want to add something else yeah i just
1: go? like just when we're transitioning to this i just yeah. felt last night there's been multiple when i was praying uh, there's been multiple uh opportunities for c- people to come lay what what's holding them back and i felt like the holy spirit said last night that there was still a few that have not yet laid and whatever it be pride or whether it be fear or whether it be whatever it is that we all deal with, um, we felt it was random, honestly, but we felt like we needed to give another opportunity um, for someone or for people to stand up and go, hey, we're going to make a commitment to pursue. We're going to make a commitment to move forward. Um, we're going to make a commitment to be different. And so,
0: um... I love the story of Joshua. You know, Kyle Brownlee did a phenomenal job telling yes, that did. portion of that. But what one of the number one things that my I take away personally is just how much action he took. You know, when Moses passed away, in those times they always had a thirty day mourning period where they mourned the death of their loved one. But a lot of scholars believe that. After Moses passed, it was within that 30-day period where Joshua was already moving, already taking ground, which means he was ready to go when his name was called. And so we learned about that through last night. Kyle did a great job. So they start going in. They start taking land when when Joshua is leading the Israelites into Canaan, Canaan, across the Jordan, going to Jericho. God gave them a directive. He said, before you go in there, destroy everything. Do not take anything from this city. It was a specific command. He knew that there was going to be temptation for some of these Israelites to take some of the silver and gold that was available to them after they overtook the land. And as they transition, we all know what happened at Jericho. All the walls came tumbling down and they're you know live in the high life but the very next battle as they as they are approaching the city of Ai, we see that this was a city that they only needed to take a fraction of the men it was a smaller city they didn't need to take the whole army it was going to be an easy win for them but as they charge forward they they got beat the first try they got beat and the reason why is what God told Joshua is because ultimately there was somebody that took something. Somebody was hiding something. They didn't come forward with it. And it caused other people to lose their life. I don't think we take sin that seriously sometimes. It affects other people. Not only that, it kills other people. What opportunity are you suppressing for your children by not getting rid of the sin that you have in your life. I want to read this this passage because this is, God's getting frustrated with Joshua. Joshua's crying out like, why are you doing this? You brought us all this way. You brought us all this way, crying out to God. I would have been happier in the comfort on the other side of the Jordan. And God says this, And in Joshua chapter seven, verse 10, he said, "'The Lord said to Joshua, get up. "'Why have you fallen on your face? "'Israel has sinned. "'They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. "'They have taken some of the devoted things. "'They have stolen and lied, "'put them among their own belongings. "'Therefore, the people of Israel "'cannot stand before their enemies. "'They turn their backs before their enemies "'because they have become devoted for destruction.'" I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. That's the Bible. Let me read that again. It says, I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Get up, consecrate the people, and say, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, There are devoted things in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. You know what Joshua did after that? Called everybody in, one by one, all the different tribes, uncovered it was this guy named Achan. He killed him and he killed his family. That's how committed he was to the promise that God had available to him. That's how important it is. That's what we're talking about. That's how critical it is. And until you take it seriously, you're just gonna coast. And I feel sorry for you if you just wanna coast. So we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. Just take the opportunity. Don't go in tonight with anything else. Search your heart. Take a moment. We're gonna pause. We've allowed time. We're gonna pause ask God to search your heart. And then I want this guy, because he's a powerful man of God, I want him to pray for some men to rise up, to shoot the devoted things so that you can be free and live in the flow. Take a minute, posture your hearts right now, men. Ask God to search your soul.
1: Thank you, Father. You know it's funny. The, this weekend, as we as, as we're still postured in prayer, this weekend is is um, it's titled "Wake Up Sleeper," and I just feel um, just in my spirit. that there is um, a group of of giants in this room that are beginning to wake up. I feel even prophetically that there are Joshuas, there are Davids, there are Gideons in this room, and they know this. They know that they are, but they're asleep. And God is calling you, O oh man, to arise and wake up. Because you have a giant to kill. And so, Father, for everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that Lord, we lay, we lay that, that sin that sin that separates us, that sin that blinds us. We lay that complacency. We lay that addiction. We lay that anger. We lay that past. I even feel in my spirit, there's, there's men right now that are holding on to physical abuse and sexual abuse as children. You've needed to lay this down for a while now. And you are holding on to being abused for years. And God is saying, son, I have cleansed you from that. It is not your fault. And I am setting you free from that pain. And you are going to begin to release that and release him from what he has done to you. Father, Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I pray. I pray, Father, that we we begin to do a one hundred eighty, Lord, as we as we break off. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna end it. I'm gonna sit in it for a second. God's doing something. Holy Spirit. Come on. Holy Spirit. We 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 lay down our agenda. We lay down our agenda. We lay down our time. And we continue to ask you to move. You're doing something, you're breaking chains. Men. I just feel in my spirit, let it go. Let it go. It's okay. It's okay. You're safe. I see a picture of the Lord holding, holding his children. Holding them close. So, so close. He's so in love with you. He's so passionate about you. He's so for you. And so Lord, we sit we sit here in all of you. In all of you. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Is it can we go into a worship at all? Thank you. Oh, okay. Listen, there's uh something right out of the playbook that the enemy is going to try to do if he hasn't already. He's going to try to make you feel bad. He's going to try to bring so much shame because of what you're doing. And I can tell you that that is straight from the pits of hell. That is not allowed here. God is not a God who is going to treat you that way. He's a gentle father. He's a loving father. He's so kind. He's so kind. When you feel that press in, don't allow the shame and the guilt to overcome you. That's the victory that we walk in every day. Man, what what an incredible experience! Yeah. I, I just like we're—I don't even know how many weeks ago that was, but I still am just so reflective of what what happened there. Um, and it's it's cliche. The only thing is it, just—it was God. It was the Holy Spirit moving. You mentioned it on a previous podcast that it was it was God's authority showed up in that room through yeah. us. I still haven't fully
1: just with the move and all the stuff going on. I still haven't fully processed it all, to be honest with you. Um I I, I need to take some time and in digest it and um and really go, okay, God, like it's kind of the things that we've we've read about in the Bible, we've heard about, right? Yeah. Um we believe God's doing something in the men in this, in this country and ladies, but but we were at a men's conference. And so, um, but what happened was, was the stuff that honestly that we've prayed for and that we've read about in the Bible, but then we, we see it firsthand um, with our own eyes And, and not only just seeing it, but this time, like you said earlier, like this time, leading it and being a part of it, it's, it's just a different, it's a different perspective. Um, honestly, a different, um, different feeling, um, a different, did that just, did, did what just happened think, or did that really just happen like that? Right? Like it was one of those, and, and honestly, and, 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 and it was one of the things that it was the domino
0: effect that yeah. lasted, And and that's where we cut it. Right. So yeah, before we get to that point, I want to, I want to lay it because I I truly believe that, um, that this was building up for us to be on that stage together Mm -hmm. from just our, our friendship coming in and the timing of that to the timing of us sort of both establishing a stake in the ground and saying, Hey, we're going to grow together Mm -hmm. and we're going to, we're going to grow our families. Um, and we're going to grow individually, but we're going to grow with people outside our four walls of our home. Mm-hmm. And you know, just think back to like the Israelites and how like these tribes of people just would would would. I mean, they were journeying together, mm-hmm. and but they were all in alignment in just wanting to to move mm-hmm. forward and establish, you know, a, a greater presence and, and take the take over the promised land. But then you fast forward to how this podcast came together. Like we have, it was just a a burning desire to help other people with just the things that we've learned and Mm -hmm. how we've changed and how we've transformed our thinking Mm -hmm. and and grown in our journey to the, to where, you know, a, a few years after going down this path, we get asked to go ahead and actually speak at this event. My third time going, your second, Yep. but now we're actually on the stage Yeah. and it's really like say all that because it's important to understand how um how god can move in your life how it's building up and and how it is truly a journey but we've got to stay committed to the journey to get there yeah and and ultimately it led to okay coming up a few weeks out it was weird because it like i wasn't i wasn't nervous Mm -hmm. you know i've done public speaking i've in both the corporate side and, um, you know, have presented at some, you know, other, you know, church related things too. And I know you have. Yeah. So that wasn't really like, I wasn't worried about that, but, um, you know, we also, we had started working on what we wanted to talk about, (laughs) And this is the part where I think it can't go unnoticed here. Yeah, yeah. Because this is this is a true testament to okay, what really happened, leading up to it, and then just days before, and then what actually happened that day. Yeah. To the point where we essentially could not, um, we couldn't really establish a, a good outline. I would say on what we wanted to discuss. Correct you had a lot of things. I had a lot of things. And, but then like, we look at it and now we have like, we were only given 45 minutes, but we've got like a week's worth of material that we want to go through. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, we got to peel we this, gotta back. Figure this out here. Yeah, and I remember calling you because I was trying, I was the one who had the pen to establish the outline. I yeah. said, Hey buddy, we, um, this isn't going to work. Yeah, and It's like, okay. So now we started kind of peeling back and now it's like, it's, I commend all the preachers out there because they got to do this every week. Yes. But um, it's like, man, what do we, in this 45 minutes, what do I want to say? What do I want to impart? And that's yeah. kind of how I started thinking about it. Like, and, and I know you were too. So this was like, that was like the Monday before the the conference was, we were speaking on Saturday. That was mm-hmm. Monday before. So we're days away yep. where we started kind of like, and and it was still like all coming together with, with, we were we were essentially using our um our three pillars that we were wanting to yeah. highlight and then, and then we were not really structuring anything under that necessarily but we had already pulled out some verses that we wanted to to, to dig deeper on and everything else so we kind of had that framework but it was still like too much or, um and then you had again you had some things and i had some things yeah. and we were trying to figure out how to marry this up but then like i got um I got a little frustrated just with how, um, because I didn't feel like we had this established. So mm-hmm. like this was like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, where I was just, and I was I, w- I wasn't frustrated with with you or with me. I was more frustrated that the situation. Like, man, why is this just not coming together? Mm-hmm. That more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I was unsettled going into it, but I I got um, I don't remember where we were. Oh, I do remember. I'll share that later but I, we were at a dinner Lindsay and I were and I'm like mid conversation and I just got this like hey just just do what you do like yeah. just you know let the spirit flow is yeah. well what I heard and 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 I texted you that and we had talked about that. And it was like, for, for me, it was more confirmation. And we were talking about a uh, previous episode about being confident in in um, in that authority. And so that's where I was. And it was like some of the best presentations that I feel like I've given, I only had maybe like words sure. as points versus like this whole paragraph. And I'm like trying to read it, yeah. which is never a good thing. Yeah. But- Then, so that was on, you know, Monday or Tuesday when that was happening, but I still was like going into it a little unsettled. Sure. But it was like the one thing I know, because every time I've gone to this conference, I've had a a very uh, just incredible encounter with God Mm -hmm. personally, and just being in that environment in that room, uh, they do such a great job at this conference to cultivate the environment, allow the spirit to flow. But it was like, once I finally got on, like really when we started headed to the airport, it was like, wow, there's this, n- okay, I feel, I feel more settled because there's expectation that's mm-hmm. happening as yep. we're going. Because yep. now yep. it's actually, we're, we're moving towards it. We've been yep. talking about it for a hour long and now we're actually going. But then I was still like, there were still some doubts that I had had going into that, um, that night when, as we were driving out. Um, to the, cause where we were staying is about 45 minutes from the church that the conference was held. We were staying on some property. If you heard from the last podcast on the acreage and the dogs and everything else. So, but, um, I was, I wasn't feeling very good again, mm-hmm. but then that morning. So the conference started on Friday night, we were speaking Saturday, but Friday morning in my quiet time. This is why it's important. I go. We've preached about it a lot, or we've said a lot. We're not preachers, but yeah. Um, sticking to the routine, <laughs> mm-hmm. like even if you don't have uh, the right feeling, you're not in a good mood, or whatever. Stick to the routine, and and God really just confirmed, hey, here's here's like one point, and here's how I want you. For me, it was because we had established how we were going to close. We were going to do a little bit of an altar call kind of thing. I was going to um, lay some framework with a a scripture and then you were going to come up with a calling out and challenging. And so we had that. Yeah. But what I didn't have was, Hey, here's how I want you to say, here's how I want you to deliver it. And that's kind of what I got in that moment. And Mm. it was like, that's all I needed for me. That's all I needed. And as I even told you on that run this morning, as we're, you know, heads on a swivel looking for Cujo mm-hmm. that, man, I just feel so much better. Like yeah. I just feel, I feel confident. Like he actually gave me the feeling of the confidence in there. So that's kind of my perspective leading up to it. I'm interested to hear like your thoughts leading up to it.
1: Yeah. So all those listening, my faith is much larger than Kyle's because I was, um <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And I mean, honestly, I'm a, um so when we were, we were coming together to first off speaking individually is a whole lot different than speaking together.
0: That's what you felt like. I was. I felt like you were more worried about how are we going to do this.
1: Yeah, that was my thing. It was like we're both. We both. We both have things to say, and we both feel like God's put them on our heart to say. How do we? The transitions. It's different on a podcast versus. Well, not really, because we did it on the stage, but it, it's just. I mean, you got you know whatever four hundred people looking at you. It's like okay you know, how is this going to play? Um, I wasn't, um, I I was, I was, you know, just like the podcast and stuff, man. I, I, you know, you kind of have the ideas and then I just kind of flow and just roll Um, or you have the framework and I just, I just roll. So honestly, I was just trusting that you would come up with the framework. I'm a, um, I am a visual learner and visual processor. And so, um, when I've spoken messages before I've, I've laid them out and there've been more bullet point looking and, and then stories in between, but that's easy for an individual, but a, a group mm-hmm. or, or two people, it's a little bit more difficult. And so I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I wasn't super, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say I was, n- I don't think I was nervous. It was just more of, um, a stat like just trusting that you would, you would establish kind of where we are going to go and then allowing the Holy spirit to just kind of move on, 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 on the other end of it. And I think honestly, that's what happened. You know, you hear it in the podcast. I, I think you're going to hear it in the podcast. You, did they, you're going to hear whenever we spoke to um, Kyle, Kyle. Yes. Okay. Um, that was a huge moment for me that has, that has, has marked me even now. Um, and I love how the Lord used that um, to really begin. I mean, we were laying it the whole time, but that, that moment was a very, when you're standing next to this, this precious blind man, holding him, talking to him and I'm speaking to him, it, it, you couldn't, I have chills again. You couldn't have made it up. Mm. I mean, it was, it was truly God doing that.
0: And um, well, can we share? Because we really didn't dig too deep in the sure. in the session on it. Um, and I, you know, we—I um, don't remember exactly how it was said, but yeah. when, when we, because that started—that started the day before. Like, That's right. What people don't really realize.
1: Yeah. So I, um, whew, I get emotionally even thinking about it again, mm. and it's just like. I was um we were preparing to we they actually threw a curveball at us like, hey, you're gonna do ties and offerings too. And um and so y'all two are gonna get up and talk about this, this, and this and do ties and offerings. So I
0: Well, but they didn't even tell us what we're no. gonna do. We, so we're automatically thinking like do we need to bring out Malachi? Yeah, are we, no, we're are we to get, bring out some words. Are we, are we preaching this? Or are <laughs> we just, yeah, are like we just the context here? asking people to give? That's right. That's right, that's right. That's
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, it was one of those quick ones. And it's like, okay, um, I had a song prepared just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I had a song just in case um, uh, we needed uh, Justin to come out and start uh, singing. But it was um, so. I'm preparing kind of mentally, you know. Hey, how are we going to take this for the for the ties and offerings? And I'm walking, and I see this man. Um, and granted, we're at a men's conference where most men have every excuse in the world to not show up. Yeah, it's my belly hurts, or I'm tired, or my excuse a couple of years ago, I've seen every one of these. Mm -hmm. What's, what's another one, right? Every excuse in the world. And I look over and there is this blind man sitting, um, kind of sitting, standing on this, on this bench deal. And the Holy spirit specifically told me, um, Hey, I want you to go talk to him because um, he is going to issue in this movement that you guys are going to, or this, this moment that you guys are going to be having, and dude, I broke down. I went and talked to him and there's this joy, this undescribable joy. There is this, and dude, there's just people passing him by. He's unseen, yeah. right? It's so funny. He's unseen because he can't see. Yeah. Because everyone wants someone to see them. Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to talk to the, un- the guy that can't see them. Does that make yeah. sense? And and it just hit me, dude. It was like, no one wants to see him because, man, he can't see them. Right. And internally, they want to be seen. And so because he can't see them, they don't want to talk to him. And so I went up and talked to him and it just wrecked me. And so you saw me kind of going off like, hey, what's going on? I said, man, I just got to go sit upstairs. And dude,
0: I bawled. For yeah a long while well, i followed you because yeah. i didn't know what happened but i could see i know you well enough to know i could see you're processing something frankly i really thought you were processing these <laughs> the tithes and offerings <laughs> things so i was like okay yeah i'm just gonna follow him we yeah. already had a podcast room set up so i'm just gonna follow you and we'll go talk about what we're going to talk about because yeah. we were only like two hours was, away from yeah. this we're right there and thankfully like after that we we realized it was not a sermon. It was like, Hey, just, just, yeah. uh, just challenge men to give. Yeah. So <laughs> it was much simpler than what we made it out to be, but yes. we hadn't, we didn't we noticed, know it yeah. yet. So yeah. we were going, I was following you to prepare. I did not see yeah. you talking to him. Yeah. Man. When, but when I, when you sat down and I saw your face, cause you were kind of walking in front of me. So I was, I was behind you. Yeah. Um, I can tell. And I just, yeah, that's think that's where that's where it broke.
1: That it, dude, it, it, it God graciously broke a part of my soul that needed to be broken. Um, but it was in that moment too that He allowed this. Um, you know, our talk was good. Um, we talked about authority the podcast before, um, and this is where I think, whether it be men or women in the church or whatever, we 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 don't a lot of times we don't allow a moment for the holy spirit to do what what he wants to do yeah and um and so being sensitive to that the, the message was good but then when you laid that end with with Joshua um and then gave honestly you gave me the freedom to just be sensitive to what the holy spirit wanted to say too it was um and it was a it was a really the only way to describe it's powerful but it was it was just super unique um and it's it's it it was um super
0: just it was really cool just to be a part of um well, there was a there was another part of the buildup too going into that yeah i think it's important to highlight sure that also kind of got you prepared in that flow cuz like wow. i I I feel like um, part of my gifts is kind of I don't know listeners might disagree but I feel like I, like what you said I can keep us on a track I can keep some structure around it sure um, I'm still sensitive to allowing the Holy Spirit to move in certain things but um, you know I've that's just that's part of it I feel like there are um, several moments in my life. And there's a completely separate story where God has prepared me to be able to to speak and and deliver, and so I feel like that's that's part of the authority that He's given me and one of my gifts. Um, but then He's partnered me up with somebody like you that has this prophetic gift, mm-hmm. and if you look at what the Five Folds Ministry is, it's there's multiple aspects of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. where. Um, you know, that that the church has this prophetic, this priestly, this kingship, and like all mm-hmm. these different aspects that that are part of this ministry that are so critical. And each one of them has to be able to be used. Mm-hmm. Um but after that after that event, after you broke down with Kyle, yep. that's when we were also going to interview Nate. That's right. Yeah. And man, it was just like this the vibe was just incredible. Like going into it and like you had never met Nate. Um, I, I had met Nate yeah. previously and we've had a couple conversations, but I didn't really know him on a deep level. Um, but we got to know him there. But I just like from my, even just sitting down in that room, it was like, man, I just felt so, um, so at peace because i just felt so so confident in the power that god was moving in that moment even just setting up these mics to the point where i felt like going into this i said this this podcast is going to be a powerful move and what you know whether or not it was the actual podcast portion or the interview with what the listeners heard from a few weeks ago what they don't really realize that it was mentioned in the podcast, but God gave me this, um, this stirring and um, you know, it's probably better that we didn't get into it on the show, but he said um, there's a word that needs to be given to Nate. Ian's got a word mm-hmm. kind of in that. And I, I said, okay, are you sure? Is that, mm-hmm. and I said, do you need, do you want me to speak to this now? Mm-hmm. are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause I didn't, I also know you well enough to know, like, that was probably something that you weren't going to mm-hmm. call it out. And I don't know why we, we called attention to it, but um, but I did. I called attention to it. And um, sure enough, you mm-hmm. had a word mm-hmm. for Nate that was stirring. Mm-hmm. And it was like, in one of the moments that he said something, it solidified that for you. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I we're not talking about this before. Mm-hmm. Like, we, didn't, we didn't have prepared going into that either we we truly allow a lot of these i have some questions that i know i'm going to ask at some point but it's really like frankly if i can think of three or four questions then i feel like we can carry an interview for an hour that's just kind of how we how we do it which has proven to be true so far yeah with the exception of maybe one where we needed like you know 30 questions yeah yeah. (laughs) 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 um but so that happened. But then the other thing that was just subtle and, and as I, I have processed a little bit, but I, we got on this topic of with Nate of like demon possession Oh yeah, and witchcraft oh, yeah. and how real that is. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Just, it, but it, it was something, it was out of nowhere, but it was, it was part of what he said. The out of nowhere part was that, we came back to it and talked about the it. story. Yeah. And I just felt like God had brought that back. And he said, hey, dig here. That's all, yeah. that's all, I, that's all I heard is yeah. hey, dig here. You know, highlight this. Because this is something that people don't really realize is if they've never really been a part of these situations, this is the kind of stuff and these types of environments is where this stuff can truly manifest. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. proved to be true. Oh, yeah. So we started seeing this. Uh, or we started having that conversation and we spent a little bit of time talking about it. You mm-hmm. can listen to that part that's on the podcast. So that was not intentional. That was just part of it as we were going into it. And so, um, yeah. Shout out to Kyle
1: for, um, you know, calling, Hey, you got a prophetic word for, for our guest <laughs> that you've never met before. Yeah. 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 Thanks Kyle. appreciate <laughs> it. You know,
0: oh. well, Hey, I was just being obedient. My friend. Yeah. I, I heard it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, no, but um, it was. It proved to be true, no, and, yeah, uh, it was, it and I was think, good. And, and that so. But that part of the element there, there was another build-up where you ended up giving Nate the word. Yes, that before. Yes, uh, right, almost right before, right before we, we were going on the main session. which yep. I think really set the tone also for you, because I remember when you came back, and you were just like, you were already on high as well. Yep. I was, I was amped up, ready to go we had the nervous, you know, pee breaks every five minutes yeah. too, where we were getting sure. There and, and just like, but I, but I, that's the kind of stuff. But, and I, I, the only thing I can relate it to is like before a game, like playing yeah. baseball or football, it was like, I have to pee so many times, yeah. but then like, once I'm in there, I'm good. You're and it's like, in. it's like this, but it's the good nerves. Yeah, there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so there's, that was the, the, the other part of the buildup that I wanted to make sure to mention. And, um, and then, but on the closing, too. Yeah, you, you're spot on. I think I just what I felt in that moment is, um, and that's part of what I got from from the Lord on that Friday morning was here's how, I, here's how I think you need to close it, and and then just you're going to ask the men to search their own hearts, yeah, and then allow that pause to happen. That in in that moment. Um, you know i i think that he's so good like he he did so much more this is part of the abundance that he that he does promise us yeah where it wasn't oh. just like that was just the catalyst like when he um when he started moving and obviously what you just said that allowed you like i would equate that last after kyle um, uh, you can kind of hear, like I was talking the majority of the time, and that was because my good friend over there was like in the spiritual clouds the whole time, like in all's kind of in lala, and obviously not in La land, but he's like over there just trying to get a download the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sure enough, he he does. You yeah. run it in the prayer, and um, you know, you hear the guy weeping in the background, just breaking is, down. Is that on? Uh yeah. Well, We'll make sure I can't, I don't know if you can actually hear it if you can. Or can't, oh. So, so re- just um, to be transparent, we're recording this processing without actually oh, listening Richard. to the audio. Yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, So we can't, we're not sure if you're going to be able to hear this or not, but in the prayer where Ian starts talking about the um, feeling that there's somebody who has been, you know, sexually abused in the audience. <whistles> this. I guy. got chills all over my body again. Um, the way that the stage is like a circular stage. Um, so Ian and I are facing what would be considered the front. This guy is on our back, right? And, um, I actually just, which, you know, I wasn't doing this in my Southern Baptist upbringing, but now I do like, as soon as you started, um, actually, as soon as I started, like, just stop talking, I said, Hey, search your own hearts. And then I said, and Ian's gonna pray. And I think I did whisper. I just, I said, hey man, whenever yeah. you're ready. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After about a, like, a, almost, it was like 60 second silence. Yeah. I said, whenever you want, like, yeah. just something like that. And then when I said that to you, when I whispered that to you, I just kind of started praying in tongues. And then you, uh, when you felt that, that um, affirmation mm-hmm. that that was in the room, which, um, was obviously true with this individual behind us who just broke down. But that was only, the, frankly, he was just the loudest guy in the room. That's right. Yeah, it was all in the room. Which this is where we we cut it. What the listeners did not hear after you prayed f- through that. This led to a um, an altar call where men. I don't know how many men. There were 400 men in the room. It was it was a it was a good percentage. Of, I mean maybe 50 60 men i'd say so came down front yeah. who had been sexually abused yeah. that wanted to be prayed for yeah wanted to take care of business and wanted to be free from it and that that ultimately led to 20 25 minutes of worship yep now, mind you, we were, we were supposed to be done in 45 minutes. It was now, we were done talking. <laughs> yeah. no, we were done talking. I will say that. You, you were praying. Yeah. You prayed that prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were done. Yeah. But you had even, so actually, I forgot to say that too. What we saw, you had, um, I don't remember how, like, Justin, the worship leader, like, as Ian was getting ready, he was trying to get the piano going to like, mm. start, you know, playing a song. Mm-hmm. And after Ian, um, after Ian was done praying, that's when I, I looked up and I saw him and that's when I said, we're going to go into a song and just, just worship and take care of business or whatever I said. Um, not knowing that I just thought it was going to be like a quick song and like, but this is part of the leadership that was also in the room. Ivy Marsh, shout out to him. He was, he's the pastor of the church. He's right there watching this all happen. And he was willing to go off script. That's right. To allow the spirit to continue. Dude, it was, yeah, Ivy, you know, I've been up there now three times,
1: um, two times for the conference and then once or twice, maybe four times now just to hang out with them up there. Dude, the, the people, men listening for next year, I don't know the dates yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll promote it on a podcast later on. You don't understand it until you've been in it. Yeah. You really can't. They have people truly that fly in from all over the country to be pastors from all over the country to be in this environment because of what Ivy and Benet have allowed to be in there. And he does it very, very strategically, and, but he also allows the spirit to move. And, and that guy that was, this is, this is so Ivy, um, the guy, and, and this is going to weird some people out, but look, look at scripture. It's part of it. Man, mean, there, there's, there's yeah. demonic things that happen there are, there are, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers that are unseen. Right. Um, I, Ivy, you know, the guy that, that, that when I was praying, he began to manifest.
0: Well, so that was that start that happened after. So we got off the stage. That's right. That's right. That's got right. Off the stage started worshiping more. That's right. Guys started coming down and I was standing next to Ivy. You were kind of yeah. couple dudes over and I'm like you know, I was worshiping and in the moment and I see him just fall. I don't know if you saw him. I fall. didn't see
1: him fall. So I saw him. He said it was weird. how he fell. Fall.
0: <laughs> it was, just well, I mean, it wasn't like, um, you know, he kind of fell back and okay. hit his butt on the chair and, and then, then he, and then slid onto the ground. Got it. Got it. So picture this guy on the front row, um, you know, kind of falling back, exactly what I just said. And he's like sitting and his back is like against the chair and I'm watching him like, just his head is going back to back and forth. And um the two people he was with next to him, I'm just I'm like, well, I'm my, my, what I'm thinking is like, are they going to go check on him? Are they going to do anything? Yeah. I'm looking at Ivy next to me and I'm watching him and he's, he sees what's happening. Yeah. He's just staring at him and like watching him. Yeah. And I'm like, I like I'm starting to get stirred up because I'm like, somebody needs to go over there and check on this guy. That's the guy that was clearly weeping and you were praying. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah.
1: So then I go up to Ivy and I said, Hey, I think he's having a manifestation that he needs. He needs deliverance. And I've, I've seen the demonic before. I've never delivered anybody from the demonic in, in true Ivy Marsh fashion. He looks at me and goes, Hey, you started it, go finish it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So again, We're talking about, we talked about authority last week. My wife, a couple people that know me said, were you nervous? No, there was this authority that all of a sudden rose up in me and I'll go over and this guy is, he's saying some weird things. His hands are all distorted and, and there was just an authority and it wasn't crazy. It wasn't what you see on TV. It wasn't like, you know, me screaming at this dude. It wasn't an exorcism. No, it, it was, it was. It was me looking at him, it allowing the Holy Spirit to use his authority to come through me and saying, get out of this individual. And he was free. He was free. And dude, the freedom that happened. I'm serious when I say this, the tears that were on this concrete floor, you could mop
0: them up with a mop. It was that wet. Dude, his, I mean, there's no way you're not going to be able to hear this on the audio. The weeping, like. It was unreal. He was not, he was wailing, wailing. And he would not stop for that entire. And prayer. there was, there was multiple uh, afterwards. So then we, we get the, I said, uh, the felt
1: like the Lord had more. So we get the mic again and we, we, we do another somewhat of an altar call again. And even more people come to the front yeah. and begin just to weep. And, and dude, it was so, um, it was so humbling. It was so, um, encouraging to be a part of it was so cool to be it was it was cool um and then it was so cool to see the domino effect from that um with the other speakers and then the i don't know how many people got baptized yeah, yeah. it was just and then it goes into the weekend where the <laughs> why don't
0: i forgot the service lasted it's like well, that was like 2 p.m or something a whole nother, like First of all, I do want to say that. I don't know why I just thought of this. Maybe it's because of my, you know, my achiever at it. Um, it, When you were praying for that individual and and you, when he started saying, Mm -hmm. I am free, I'm free. Mm -hmm. Guess who started the slow clap? (laughs) That was me. That was me. I started that slow clap. Because you could just hear it. It was so cool. It was like. Um, cause you know where this guy was at this point, I'm across, remember it's a circular <laughs> stage so I can see him. I'm like almost like directly across from Ian and him. And, yeah. and then I'm, so I'm watching this whole time and I'm just like shaking my head. Like, man, like I'm, I'm sitting there as I'm thinking, I'm just like, you are so good. Like, like all glory yeah. and honor to you. And, yeah. and like, he starts saying, I am free. And you can hear him over the music. The music was actually pretty loud at this point. Yeah. And he's just saying, I am free, I am free, I am free. And I didn't, I just was like, what are you oh, doing? my God. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to do with this. I was just like the proud papa. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh,
1: there's And it's like, yeah. what are the Oh, dude, right?
0: it was a moment but, for sure. Uh, um, what got me was, um, I was just like, so I felt so vulnerable at this point. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that happened, Friday night service, um, during the altar call then um ivy had basically made a point he said hey if you need to come for anything at this point it was anything it wasn't just sexual um, yeah, sure. abuse or anything like that it was if you need to come for anything lay it down at this altar if you need to go to your truck and get drugs or per- prescription pills or something that you are abusing if you need to drop your phone here because you are addicted to pornography come here we've got guys who'll take care of it there's This isn't a trick. Like nobody's going to take you to jail if you got drugs or something. Like, come lay it at the altar, and we'll take care of it. And there were some, there was a handful of people that came and actually, actually physically did that. Yeah. What got me and broke me down was after that. Um, we didn't even ask for this. Like the guy, like we did not know where this altar call was going. We just at this point, I just thought we were going to continue to praise, uh, pray, and worship, and or just worship and. Um, this one, like one guy comes up and just throws something down. Like he just came up. He wasn't at this point. Um, Ivy had gotten up there and basically said, Hey, this is obviously, this is a moment you need to be paying attention to So whatever it is. Like come take care of business again, kind of thing. And this guy just comes and like throws something down. Another guy came. And like when the second guy came and threw something down, I didn't even see what it was. I just like was overwhelmed with tears and just like really just more, more than anything that I was in that room. Mm-hmm. Like it had nothing to do with you and I being on the stage. It had sure. everything to do with just like witnessing this, witnessing these men. Cause this is, this is truly the heart and the passion behind this podcast in mm-hmm. general Yeah, is just to, just to challenge people uh, and keep us accountable mm-hmm. as well. Sure. Like keep us accountable, challenge other people, because I just know the world would be such a more powerful place if we all would work towards living in the kingdom flow. Yeah. And so actually seeing this play out with my own eyes, I was just completely overwhelmed. And then, you know, what um, the way that we, you know, we finally closed And <laughs> the next, the, the guy, like the MC guy comes on there and he's like, I don't, we're not, you know, we we're, there's supposed to be a break after. Yeah, dude, we were way off schedule. Like, we're way off schedule. <laughs> We're going to get the next there was two sessions in before a longer break. And yeah. he's like, We're we're not taking a break. So if you need to pee, go pee, but come right back the second session. And I just, after all that was done, I remember I um, walked up to you and I said, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Like I just got to go. Yeah. Like in this like, drain. I wasn't, it was draining and it was like a good drain. Sure. Like it was, I was so physically drained, but I was so spiritually full
1: yeah for sure
0: and i just needed to i needed to get away for a moment really just to 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 kind of do what we're doing now although it, it, what we did at the time when we were eating our chipotle bowls is where we did it yeah it wasn't enough time or anything but it was just like i just need to i, I need to remove myself only to reflect like yeah i I wasn't, like, trying to run out of there. I was just trying to really, like, I want to process. Like, I want to soak this in and realize, like, really just what just happened. Yeah. What just happened. It's like, why I got this reference. But I picture that in in the movie, The Old School, when Will (laughs) Ferrell was doing the debate at the end. Yes. And he's, like, and he rattles off something, something at, uh, like, I don't remember. And then he... (laughs) like yeah. as soon as he stops talking he passes out yeah, he's, like, he's like where, where am i, am I? Yeah. like, kind of, yeah. like yeah. that's kind of what i felt like yeah i was like man yeah, I mean, what just happened yeah and, and then you already alluded to it but what ended up happening that night there was another um that's when nate burkhalter actually took the stage grave gave part of his testimony challenging to men and people to to, to rising up in their faith but then the keynote was supposed to preach, mm-hmm. but talk about like just paying attention. Like you talking about Ivy paying attention to what's allowing what's going on. He was supposed to come and he's given 45 minutes too to come up and, and he was going to close the whole session. He did not preach at, at all. all. He came up and just started giving <laughs> prophetic words, some prophetic words to some folks that he had, and he had been taking notes the whole weekend Yeah, and um, did that from the stage. Yeah. And it was just like, you you couldn't close that any other way, because at this point, we had already done a couple altar calls, especially what took place that afternoon. Yeah. It was just it was it was just the, the message. And mind you, there was no preparation. Like we did not know, like we weren't given, hey, this is what you guys need to cover. This is what we mm-hmm. need to talk about. I think every speaker used joshua to some extent now in in some way just using his story and really the 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 pursuit and the action that he puts his faith into but then what that led to the next day which you already said we're we're at this point we're on a plane and you got a text from our other buddy who is still there his plane was later so he went to church that day and um he said hey church is still going it's two o'clock yeah Started at seeing, 10, started at 10. It's two o'clock. Church is still going. Revival happening. And we were right. like, what What God. are you missing?
1: Yeah. Something like 40 something people baptized um, three or four people demonically set free. I mean, just, and it, it's, 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 cra- it's not crazy. It's God. Like we keep saying, this is what God God is doing in the church, in the business woman, in the businessman's life. And it's becoming more normal as we're preparing the bride for Christ to come back. It's not cuckoo. It's not cuckoo at all. And it's, 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 it's really cool. Um, It's really cool to be a part of, but it it is, it's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to uh, things like you're going to be, people are going to hear. I mean, look, we, we heard about what is Asbury. Yeah. Uh, you hear about Asbury. You hear about these pop-offs that are happening. There's one in Florida happening right now that I've been following. And whether it's a revival or a move or whatever you want to call it, God is doing something very, very special right now. And this is, like you said, this is why we, a year and a half ago, you and I came together and said, hey, I think God's doing something new. Like he's he's, something's happening and we we just want to be a voice, whether it be a big or small or anything between not only what he's done in our lives, but what he's doing in the lives around, around us as well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue to see stuff like this. People are, um, they're realizing government's not going to save them. They're realizing money's not going to save them. Yeah. They're realizing um, that drugs and alcohol cannot erase past. Yeah. Right. There, there, people are realizing and, and becoming awake to the fact that the only thing that can save, the only thing that can deliver, the only thing that can set free is Jesus. Right. And so, I really believe in our local churches. Um, I really believe in these other, you know, men's and women's events. Um, that this is going to become, this is going to start becoming more and more normal because I believe. Um, based on scripture and based on, you know, signs and stuff like that, that we're, we're issuing in the bride of Christ. And, yeah. and so I think it's, it's, it was really, you know, I think there's going to be more like it. Um, but I, I think it was really cool to, to be a part of. Um, and just, there's really something special in, and, and for it to be for, for at least for me, for that to be the first time I've spoken in front of, you know, youth ministries and stuff like that before, but the first time speaking in front of men like that, it was a cool domino for me personally to go, hey, I'll, I'll never forget the first time that we got, got on stage and we allowed the Holy Spirit to just do what he wanted to do, interrupt our time and agenda. And, um, and really, what I really mark men for, a, for eternity. Yeah. I've been a part of the church for a long time, been a part of a lot of men's groups and I'd say 90% of them, there's a handful of guys that are changed and the rest go back to just their normal lives. Hmm. Um, I, I'm, I would, I would bet my bottom dollar on the majority of men in that room, something changed something. and they are, they are better men, better husbands, better leaders. Um, they are freer. There's, there's a whole lot less change being carried around yeah. after that, after this, after this deal. And it, and again, he has Ivy has them every year. Check out Ivy Marsh's uh, "Becoming Man" and and I am four. And, and but there's going to be more of these. And unless you've experienced it, you hadn't experienced it. Yeah.
0: Well, I do want to say I think um, like obviously I'm I'm incredibly honored that God would um, would use us to be able to do that. Yeah. But I'm also. Like just, just watching him use two people mm-hmm. and like being a part of that with you and like seeing how purposeful our relationship has, has cultivated into this point. Um, Man, it was, it was an honor to, to do that with you and yeah. to be a part of that. And I think he really used both of our gifts yeah. in a, in a mighty, mighty way.
1: Yeah. I feel the same, man. It was, it was an honor and it was, um. Like I told you after that one, I think there's, there's quite a few more to come and, um, it's just cool being in the flow. Yeah. Really cool being in the flow. That's good. So. All right.
0: Well, I'll pray us out of here. Yep. Father, we just, um, God, we are just so, um, amazed by how you just continue to show up. Lord, we just want to, we just want to be close to you. We just, we just want to go wherever you go. And if you're not there, we don't want to be there. Lord, we only um, just want to follow you, regardless of, of um, just various activities and organizations that we, that we become a part of. Father, we want to make sure that we are living in the flow and living in accordance to, to how you desire us to live. Father, we just ask for... The, um, the courage and the strength to continue to live out our faith. Father, we ask that you um, just help some of the listeners to receive a word from, from this episode that it would challenge their thinking, challenge their beliefs, and ultimately draw them near to you to, um, to just have a desire to pursue you being all in on their faith. Yes. Lord, we love you. And we're just grateful for this podcast and grateful for what you use it for. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help
0: us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time.